everybody welcome to the houston ensemble podcast we're here today with a really wonderful guest this is episode 21 and we're bringing on dolly ahuja that's right peace out right? peace out did i say it okay yeah high five yeah, high, high Thank you. Power, man. Jesus. <laughs> i see it i was looking at the camera yeah Dal- it's actually dolly Vyasahuja. Uh, i've kept my maiden name and hyphenated it so yeah and you have a really interesting story. There's a there's a whole lot to you which we're going to get into today. But just you know, at the beginning, can you just kind of tell everybody your background, where you're from, what you're about? Sure. So my name is Dali Vyasahuja, a Himsa animal activist, and I was born in India, and we came to the United States, you know, just when I was one years old, and I come from a Hindu family. And I grew up in a vegetarian home. So we always ate vegetarian in the house. Then once my brother and I started kindergarten and we started the lunch school program, uh, my dad you know, let us eat at the lunch school program. And I think he figured we're gonna be living in America, so let's just adapt. And so I lived the American way, you know, pizza, popcorn, ice cream, mm. burgers. Even worked at McDonald's, my first job when I was 15. So I pretty much uh, remained disconnected um, till about six years ago when I started practicing the way of the Tao and Taoism. And um, I started following a master called Master Mantachia. And he said to meditate at a tree, uh, always meditate outside and build a relationship with the tree because trees carry a lot of knowledge and the vibration and frequency outside in nature is so much higher mm-hmm. and I started doing that and he said you know exchange oxygen and co2 with the tree first start doing that I started doing that then I sat down at the tree and I would put my hands on the soil and I would tell the tree you know take all the toxins out of my body and decompose them to positive energy and I told the tree to show me truth and knowledge. And I noticed soon after that, I got into juicing. I started seeing some recipes. And I started making carrot juice. I was watching a lot of um, Charlotte Gerson therapy from the therapy clinic. They're, they're um, curing cancer patients with carrot ginger apple juice. Mm. So I watched a lot of her videos. And I got into juicing. I wasn't a vegan yet. And then I started making, you know, um, smoothies and lemon water. And I felt this energy and felt so good. Continued to meditate at the tree. And I told the tree, you know, show me um, love and truth and compassion. So I come home one day. And while watching a juicing video, I bump into the best speech ever by Gary Yavalsky. You guys know about it? No. <laughs> oh, you got to see it. It's the best speech ever. So, yeah, um, I watched it, and it was on animal cruelty. And boy, oh, boy, uh, it was so hard to watch. It was, uh, it devastated me. I just, I mean, that night, I remember April 16, 2014, um, I watched the video, and I went to go make dinner that night, and I just had a breakdown on the kitchen floor. 
I just, oh, wow. I couldn't handle it. And um, that's it. That night I went vegan overnight. And uh, ever since I've never looked back. So I really thank um, my tree and of course Montak Chia, meditation. Um, it changed my life. And so soon after that, okay, so I go vegan and I go to like my first vegan potluck and stuff like that. Continue to meditate at the tree. And I felt like being vegan wasn't enough. I had to do something more. And the tree actually gave me an idea. Why don't you talk to your own Indian people about vegetarian and going vegan? And also, you know, I had something in my mind. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Now I know it's all the tree. The tree is leading me everything. That I need to go to Indian temples and, you know, do lectures on veganism. Because at the temple, we're using a lot of dairy. We pour milk over our god, our deities, as a sign of respect. Oh, wow. At uh, Hindu temples, Jain temples. We use a lot of milk at the sweets at the temples. Um, we light a diva, which is a candle, but it's made out of a cotton wick. And we uh, pour oil, ghee, not oil, I'm sorry, ghee, mm -hmm. which is clarified butter. So there's a lot of dairy used at the temple. Mm -hmm. And I want to educate that if we are a pure Himsa temple, which means nonviolence, and if we're pure vegetarian, this is what we believe in nonviolence, then we've got to get dairy out of the temple. Mm -hmm. So I started doing research. This is when I started writing, 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 writing. And I told my mom, this is what I'd like to do. And so she introduced me to a friend um, in Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And then he introduced me to a, um, there's a man here in Texas, Dr. Jane, Dr. Jane, Shulek Jane. And uh, he got me introduced to a temple in um, Houston, a Jane temple. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to talk there. And that was my first ever time I got to talk at a Jane temple. You know, my voice was shaking, um, but I did it. And uh, there was a lot of progress made at the temple afterwards, you know. Um, the president, actually, Ms. Urvashi Jane, the former president, went vegan. And they started using, um, instead of using the ghee and the diva, they started using coconut oil, which I educated. Um, we use a lot of that here. Yeah, I love coconut oil too, <laughs> I love it. It's good for everything. Yeah. And um, at Sunday school for the kids, they stopped serving milk. And in, we're heavy tea drinkers. Our Indian tea is so good. So tea is served at the temple every Sunday. They started using soy. So I was like, thank you, God. So a lot of changes had been made in that temple. Mm. So that's where it started. And, and from there on, um, wherever I was invited to speak, I would go. And this is what, I'm, you know, dairy's not ahimsa. Mm -hmm. That's my topic. That's what I talk about wherever I'm, you know, people say, Dolly, can you do a... A lecture I'm like yes I'd go anywhere and and just for everybody who's listening that's actually how we met because when I was putting on the rice veg fests at Rice University our vegan festivals uh, me and my partner Christoph Wagner uh, found Dolly and realized that she'd be a great person to have come and speak about you know animal cruelty and all that so that's how we got hooked up back in the day and recently I saw that she was speaking with some other really famous people dr. Will Tuttle yeah. who uh, we just had on our podcast as well. And I was like, we need to have Dolly on here to talk about this kind of stuff. But also, 
um, not even just veganism because we don't even need to be stuck on that. It's more about a, like a way of life, mm-hmm. an outlook on life. Yes. And I know, you know, before we got into the recording session, we already were talking about life and the zeitgeist and what's going on in the world. But you're making a film right now. Yes. You're doing a documentary. Yes, Can sir. you tell everybody kind of what's going on with your documentary? Yes. So the name of the documentary is called The Land of Ahimsa. India is known as the land of Ahimsa. Ahimsa means nonviolence to all living beings in what we say, in what we think, in what we do. And nonviolence not just to human beings, but all beings. The word is so elegant, empowering, and enduring because it describes our character, said so well by Philip Wollen. And so I got invited to speak at the World Vegan Conference in 2019 in July. It was held in India. It's a huge deal. And um, I was telling my husband, you know, when I go, I'd love to interview activists. Because I got on social media, I started becoming friends with um, Indian activists in India. So I'm like, I want to interview them. I want to interview, because I started like this little YouTube channel. And I put recipes out because I love to cook. So mm. green juice and my recipes and, and interviews. And so I was telling my husband, yeah, we got to go and visit um, athletes and activists and plant-based doctors. And then I, I slept on it for a few days. And I told my husband, why not just make a documentary? If we're going to go to India and travel to all, within India and do all this work, why don't we do a documentary? Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a good idea. And we were so lucky because my husband has a, he grew up with um, a, a good friend over there, like his brother, Mr. Ariman, who's a Bollywood director. Oh, wow. Yes, and, and we asked him, is this something, he's like, well, I've never done a documentary, but I love challenges. He's like, let's do it. So um, yeah, we went to India and we traveled and you know, uh, we go to dairy industry, we go, we talk to um, people at PETA India. Mm-hmm. We went to sanctuaries, um, entrepreneurs, athletes. So the whole story is about my overnight transformation to veganism, all the wonderful people that I met here in my journey, like Dr. Will Tuttle, Dr. Rao, mm-hmm. Renee at Rowdy Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you guys now, and Christophe, and so many people in my journey, and then um, India as well. And there hasn't been a documentary on India yet, and and veganism so and I I watched the trailer when you sent it to me but we're gonna play the trailer right now so that uh, everybody who's watching can get a feel for it and um, you know be look looking forward to it so thank you check this out Dollywood (laughs) you like it say what she means and mean what she says.
think India is the land of Ahimsa? India? No. No. Not at all. Milk is something that is totally natural. If you're a calf and you're getting it from mom, who is a cow, but if you're a human baby, nature thought you would get milk from your mother. And that's the natural source. Why old Jain and Hindu people are so much attached with all this kind of food? They can do 30 days fast, but they cannot stop one day their product. That was a spiritual leader. If you look at the incidence of uh, dairy use in India over the last 30 years, it's nearly doubled. Today, milk is poison. It's not nectar. We have selected the cows to produce more and more milk. So now the cows are so big and they're producing so much milk. So literally when we drink that milk, it's making us, trying to make us grow that fast. If we just eliminated the animal products, we could live in a world of abundance. We could reforest the earth. We could then sequester the carbon. We could then combat climate change. We could also feed starving children. We could really have a land of peace, a land of ahimsa. We just need to make this one simple change, and we can do it. Wow. That was a beautiful documentary. And Thank it you. It Thank reminded you. me a lot of um, the imagery from this kind of other like documentary called Samsara. Have you ever heard of Samsara? No. It's kind of a... It's more artistic in the sense that it is just cinematography and no speaking wow documenting basically humanity's fall from grace aka we start natural i think they actually start in cambodia or wow. something like that at the okay. temples and they're doing music and all this amazing art wow in tibet wow and then we come and they do a quick shift at this one point in the movie where it goes to like the trash mountains in china wow and factory workers and all that stuff anyway that's kind of unrelated, but it's also very related and very much the same thing. Um, one thing that that made me think of was when we're, especially from my perspective, mm -hmm. veganism is kind of like, kind of like a conspiracy theory for some people, mm -hmm. or actually it is in some sense in the way that you'll say, well, you know, when you actually go look at everything, um, they're poisoning us whether it's you know what they put into the meats or what they spray the vegetables, vegetables with, with right you know the like air, monsanto yeah. or what they allow in the fat and for some reason that is acceptable to say today mm. like it's except people are like well yeah we know that they're doing that and they're literally you know killing us or even yeah. uh fluoride in the water and, exactly and by the way Your I pineal have to, gland. Uh, yeah I forgot this is our first episode where we have a new sponsor speaking about fluoride in the water we've been sponsored by epic water filters which is a, a company out of Colorado mm -hmm. that provides home filtration systems whether it's a, a bottle or a pitcher or something like that and it filters out over 200 contaminants including fluoride chromium uh, certain pesticides, everything you don't want in your water, lead. Oh, that's great. Um, 
And what you can do is use our discount code to get 20% off of any order. And you can also use our discount code to get 30% off of your membership order. And that code is Houston Ensemble. We're gonna put all that in the description for you guys to check out. But long story short, those are the best filters that you can buy for personal use or home use. So that's awesome. I'd recommend that. Yeah. But anyway, it is acceptable today to talk about like veganism being or the food stuff being conspiracy, but it's not acceptable to question anything else, which is kind of weird. And I'm just like, when, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say, what's acceptable and what's not? Well, I think we all have, we all have the freedom of speech, our first amendment rights. We all, we all have to share our truth. Everyone has their truth. So you can do with what you want with that truth, but I'm going to share that truth. You know, I think it's beyond an ideology. It's beyond whatever. It's not about veganism. It's actually about right, elevating yeah. our moral consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you can imagine a world where we can keep going with this technological development and we can get better stuff and it'll be really nice and beautiful mm-hmm. but if morally and spiritually we don't really progress yeah uh, i don't think we'll know what to do with that technology or it'll be kind of like this situation where we're getting a lot of benefits from technology but we're also like seeing a weird stuff like depression is rising yes anxiety anxiety suicide medication suicide and Mm -hmm. and it's like just even day-to-day things like people don't call each other anymore they're a little awkward they don't go out yeah like this new generation (laughs) this new generation is like socially awkward yeah they don't know how to talk yeah and and so that's if you think about a little phone doing that to us and then you start talking about plugging our brains into computers and like doing like robotic bodies and stuff then it's like what are the consequences of that gonna yeah, be yeah no way i don't want the 5g <laughs> and the, the ai and but these are all good topics <laughs> yeah so it's about elevating our moral consciousness so yeah. and it's it's difficult because i mean i think we feel all very similarly about this kind of stuff but there are going to be people who will look from the outside in and they're going to say, but that's, you know, that's anti-progress. And I don't think anybody here is actually anti-progress. No, I personally don't necessarily even want to stop that stuff from coming into existence. That stuff could be amazing if done correctly. You know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. who said it the other day? Uh, regard, it was either you or was Alex talking about consciousness, like... Uh, if you believe that everything has consciousness and yeah. thus everything we make has consciousness, then doesn't that mean nothing would be without it? Like in the future, if we're talking about some sort of AI or something without consciousness. Well, here's a question then for you, Dolly. Um, let's say you have a completely robotic body, but a brain, mm-hmm. your brain's the same. Yeah. Is that still you? No, of course not. No, I just... This is this is all humans should always remain human and we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So um mm-hmm. all this future stuff is not right, you know, where we're connected. Uh we can have a chip in our brain 
and we're connected to the computer or the robot in our house. And yeah. um, I think that we need to remain human. Mm-hmm. And so that t- technology is dangerous. Yeah, yeah we need, I think we need to be cautious about it. And people forget. I remember, uh, you know, this past summer I was doing a lot of research on kind of electromagnetic frequencies and all that kind of stuff. And I actually bought an electromagnetic reader, which is in my room right now, just to kind of test my magnetic fields and the EMF waves around me. And uh, they're high everywhere, which is really kind of scary. Yeah. But people are very quick to be like, oh, my gosh, you are crazy. That there's that's not dangerous at all. That new giant tower it's not going to do anything to you. You don't want to be near it. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, well, firstly, okay, it's for sure that it's putting off very intense waves. Secondly, go look at an original uh, BlackBerry owner's manual. It says, don't put the phone right on your ear because it's not healthy <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. And then when they actually do uh, like thermal mm-hmm. uh, imagery of cell phones against mm-hmm. the ears, yeah. you can look at the radiation going into your brain. Exactly. You're sleeping next to it. We got our thousand gigahertz, whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wi-Fi, you know, but it's like we're stuck in this. Yeah. But as long as you spend, yes, we are, we today have to like check our emails. We have to check a few things. Yeah. But if you spend more time in nature, ground yourself, walk barefoot, mm-hmm. be in mm-hmm. nature, then the... Uh, negative electric ions from Mother Earth will create equilibrium in your body. But most people don't even know this, don't take the time. Most people don't never took their socks off yeah. and felt grass. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get back to nature. Yeah. And then you should be okay. And you don't go overboard on your computer and phone. We all have to a little bit, I think, but don't want to go overboard with that stuff. But what I wanted to explain in the... Um, documentary in that little clip there that a lot of our gods are depicted as animals you see that we we worship uh, um the elephant god ganpati lord ganesh mm-hmm. and um outside of the temple we are harming the elephant yeah, yeah. okay yeah then we worship uh, um uh, um hanumanji which has the monkey it's the monkey god yet outside of the temple we are making monkeys dance, which is a lot of abuse taking a, bl- a place right. in that. And then, of course, the cow. You know, uh, in in the temple, we're praising the cow, which is Gaumata, which means our mother. But outside of the temple, we're harming the cow. So look at the hypocrisy there. And that's what the film there is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like we see that hypocrisy in all forms of life today Mm -hmm. whether we see it in that indian culture of saying one thing and doing another thing or we see it in our current culture right here in the united states we're saying one thing and we're doing another thing Mm -hmm. and we're lying yeah and that's something that we've been dealing with a lot recently and for example when dr tuttle was on here he was saying you think that the way we treat animals isn't going to transfer over to humans Mm. It already has. Yes, exactly. I mean, it can get worse. Mm -hmm. It can easily get way worse. But why would anybody be so naive to believe that everybody in the upper echelon has our best interest in mind? Yeah. When we we accept 
these offers from government in exchange for our acquiescence that's like a bribe so when we mm -hmm. take a stimulus the way i see it is this is kind of a bribe mm -hmm. they're saying that you're following our rules and staying at home and being quiet and putting this thing over your face yeah especially that's be worth quiet. 600 bucks <laughs> yeah and that's the way i see it maybe that's a weird way to see it but yeah, that's what's going on. It's like a business relationship. It's ma it's a money relationship. So that's what it really is at the core of it. It's a bribe. And I think that that's very weird. Never in bev never before in history has the government <sighs> never before in history has the government had such a sweeping power yeah. to make its entire citizenry do one thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of Think like reading about history. I can't think of a time like that. I've never read anything like that before. Well, we were never told to wear a mask when uh, we had TB. We were never told to wear a mask during influenza. Yeah. You know, but it's all persona. It's that to cover up, to be quiet, not to uh, see expression of your. Look, just think about the children. Yeah. When you can't see expression, you can't see so someone smile. That's weird. You know. Or I'll be at a restaurant, and be like. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. And the rules don't make yeah. sense anyway. The yeah. person at the coffee place this morning kept having to come around the plastic guard so I can hear, understand her. It's not working. Also, you're fine. Secondly, another weird thing, speaking of the children, whether covering, we can go in the opposite direction. They don't have to wear masks. For example, kids under nine yeah. aren't legally obliged to wear a mask. And what does that say? That says a few things. It's either one, they're immune, which they're not. Yeah. Two, uh, it, it's a possible concession that, oh yeah, maybe it's not great for kids to uh, wear the mask the whole time because of the increased CO2 within, yeah, within you your enclosed space. And uh, I forget the representative name from Ohio, but you can watch him take the CO2 reader put it in all sorts of different masks, mm -hmm. let, let somebody breathe for a little bit and mm -hmm. check the levels. And it's like, you're telling me that that's a lie? Right. You're telling me it's fake or that it's not, no, it's it's actually happening. I'm not, look, I'm not gonna go out and you know say I know everything, but. Well, breathing in your own CO2 all day long is, it's not healthy. You need yeah. oxygen, you need oxygen. So, you know, a lot of people are getting severe headaches. Yeah. Uh, two kids died in China during track Wearing the, wearing the mask, uh, so, yeah. Or you go to, you know, and I went to 24-hour fitness the other week for the first time ever here. Um, and I was like, dang, it's going to be kind of tough to wear the mask while I'm on the treadmill. Well, our and gym doesn't require it, thank God. <laughs> well, what I realized is that nobody's Nobody wearing their mask at the gym. Everybody takes it down. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a... And, and so we'd all have COVID, right? Yeah. And if it yeah. were, if it, is that, it, yeah, it, that contagious and we're going to die from it, where are the biohazard uh, trash cans? Because I see these masks yeah. at gas stations, oh at grocery on, stores. <laughs> it's, yeah, floor. yeah, it's it's everywhere. So we would have all died by now. We'd all have yeah. it. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where uh, I, I, eventually there's going to come a point where they're going to put their foot in their mouths because they're gonna. It's going to be like a, the new flu. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. So then it's going to be a new flu, and then it's going to be like, oh, I got. <laughs> Last week is fine. Yeah. 
It's going to yeah. be like that. Yeah. It's going to eventually yeah. normalize. And yeah. we're going to look back to this period. And if we're not looking back to this period and wondering why we were so hyper at each other, it's going to be weird. But that, like everything else, people just forget it. They move on to the next thing. It's like what's uh, Alabama versus Ohio State. You know, Alabama won the other day. We are not. We don't really pay attention, but our other roommate does. And okay. he showed us this. He said, uh the streets were flooded with people like thousands upon thousands of people celebrating alabama's win and uh for example a story from our friend who lives with us he said he had a friend there there was a group of 10 of them and they were in that thousand thousands of people mob and they're like okay well let's all go get tested because a lot of them had to be one out of 10 tested positive and he's not sick at all mm. Um, now, mind you, we do need to be careful with our words. Yeah, I, just re- I said it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh. What you s- I don't know. Did I say yeah, it? you did, but it's okay. Just say, <laughs> just say C. That's all you have to say. But yeah, but for everybody bottom watching, bottom line, it's crazy. you need a strong immune system. Yeah. This is it. You got to have a strong immune system. Um, right now, you get the zinc, vitamin D3. Yeah. Every cell in your body needs vitamin D3. Every cell, vitamin D3 and vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So I've. I mean, I get this because I juice a lot, but I during this season, I add zinc into my smoothie, vitamin D3 and C. Yeah. Get a lot of sun. We live in Texas. We're fortunate. Get the sun. That's the best. Yeah. But if you have a strong immune system, you don't need to live in nah. fear at all. Yeah. And I mean, another thing is that you see the people that are like the most worried about it are the most unhealthy and yes, the most they're, 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 they got the carts with the Cheetos and the meat and the ice cream and, you know, uh, God forbid my mask went down my nose. Oh, look at how, you know? Yeah, right. But if you don't eat right, you know, you have to have a strong immune yeah. system. That's what I feel. If you look like an amorphous blob, <laughs> you might have other things to worry about. Yeah. I want to go back to the documentary a little bit yes. because I was thinking about it when yeah. I was watching it. The cinematography, actually, like I was saying earlier, was so beautiful. What was it like making all of this, like producing it, getting the people to come together? Yeah. Well, thank God for our Bollywood director, Mr. Ariman, uh, in India. He's he's done a great job. Uh, I would just tell him, you know, this is my ideas, and I want to interview these people. But... Um, I always, you know, when we were kids, we would go to India every summer as kids. Mm-hmm. And I never so cool. saw, I wouldn't see animal cruelty then because I wasn't looking for it. But when I, now when I go, I see it. I see cows on the street or I see these monkeys dancing. When we were kids, we thought, oh, that's so cool. Or, you know, um, sheep and, and, and chickens, like there'll be chickens, um, on the street and they just slaughter it right in front of you fresh mm-hmm. but when you're young you don't you don't think of it but this time I was just like devastated and you know we went to a dairy um, a dairy farm most were buffaloes mm-hmm. now in wow. India black buffalo wow. in India cow is has some they have rights and they're protected but not buffaloes buffaloes aren't at all they mm-hmm. will they will go to slaughter mm-hmm. Cows do go to slaughter, but that's happening illegally because wow. cows are considered holy and sacred in India. Yeah. You're never supposed to kill a cow. But buffaloes don't have rights. Yeah. That's so weird. And yeah, well, the thing uh, is. I, can also, I also have a reason why it might be weird, but keep going. The deep meaning to that could be the, the black 
It, this is also oh. goes way back to, uh, you know, the untouchables were darker. Mm. The darker you are, there's a lot of prejudice mm. in India too of that. At mm. least it was a long time ago. So buffaloes being black color mm -hmm. have no right. And so we're drinking a lot of buffalo milk in India and cow's milk and um, goat milk. So the buffaloes, I mean, they, they were chained. They had heavy chains. All they could do is sit and stand up. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. Sit and stand up. And I saw the rape rack there. Um, and people think in India, oh, cows are just making love and everything's fine. And we treat her like um, a mother in the backyard. Years ago, I got to take you guys back. Years ago, people had cows in their backyard and were treated like a family member. Mm -hmm. That's why we call her Gaumata. Mm -hmm. We actually, because Lord Krishna, our God, Lord Krishna, was a cow herder. And he loved his cows. He was so good to his cows. And our Lord Krishna said, you know, never to harm the cow. That's why nobody eats beef in India, most of them, like Hindus and Jains for sure. We don't eat beef. And people, you know, always remembered that. It's, it's in our Gita, in our scriptures. And so they would have a cow in the backyard. They kept her for the 25, all her life, loved her, treated her like a family member. But that's not going on now. Right. Everything has changed. It's all commercial. It's all greed. It's all money. So we're not having cows in the backyard. We're getting our milk from the industry or packet milks that get sent to the house. And this is from buffalo milk, cow milk, goat milk. And um, yes, they're using artificial insemination. Yes, they're taking drugs. Yes, it's very cruel. And uh, a point to the the drug part of the milk and all the hormones and stuff. If you actually go and look at um, a, a chart and it's talking about female um, menstruation onset. So when a girl first gets her period. That's right. Pre World War Two, it was about the 16, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah 16, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Now it's twelve. Yes. Because of all that estrogen, all that hormone. Yeah. Yeah. And so post industrial revolution. Um, the creation of factory farming, the creation of, you know, the artificial insemination, adding the hormones to make the milk, make more milk production. Right. It's actually affecting us. And I think that I probably went through puberty early because I was drinking so much school carton yes. milk yes. growing up. And I'm like, oh, my God. And like, that's probably the worst milk I could have been. And, you know, to. even growing um, older men get boobs. They start to get this fat on their on their chest. Men are always supposed to be flat chested. And this is from all the dairy that they drink for all the years because of that female hormone, the estrogen. Also prostate cancer is huge because of dairy. Mm. Because of the bovine growth hormone. So right, a lot of dangers with yeah. dairy health wise. Yeah. Do you see this you said like, for example, men are supposed to be flat chested. Do you feel like our society is even kind of morphing into something that it shouldn't be today maybe it's like becoming amorphous or we're losing touch with our natural selves i do yeah yeah i think um armin and i talk about this a lot it seems like things are getting and i want to say it like well but things are getting i don't know confused sometimes or we're just losing touch with who we the, are um you know, there's there's people in our government that there's people in our government that are tasked with the job of of um, 
social dynamics. Mm -hmm. You know, when the government uh, figures out what its citizenry needs, it needs data on demographics. It needs data on, on belief systems. And oftentimes, what a great what a great tool is for population control, but and this goes back, you know, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist because it's not about that. Well, I think it you're is. getting into they're making men sterile. Um, no, a lot yeah. through vaccinations, um, a lot through yeah. the food, and yeah. they don't want the population, um, you know, to increase. And yeah. a lot of men have, uh, want either sterile or, um, you know, even, um, I don't even get into this. <laughs> it's very deep, but. Mind yeah. you, we'd be very careful with the words. Well, let me just say real quick yeah. and then keep going. Yeah. ABC article came out yeah. straight up on ABC. It said, men, freeze your sperm because uh, when you get uh, the new shot or something, it yeah. could make you not sterile. sterile. Yeah. I mean, it could make you sterile. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a risk of that. So I'll address that real quick, and then I'll just finish what I was saying. Well, let me ask you that. No, <laughs> <laughs> so about um, that factor with, with the shot, it's because the material that's going in your body is mutagenic and mutagenic means that it has the capacity to alter mutate your genes and that's what that's its primary function when you have something that is mutagenic it tends to accumulate in your genitalia oh the material yeah. mm -hmm. because that's the primary re region of your genetic material is your okay. genitalia Give him the example about the six months that we were talking about. Yeah. Well, uh, what we were also reading about one day is that this uh, material from the pharmaceutical was actually staying in uh, the men's scrotum for up to six months. Yeah. And so if you're, you know, putting something into your body that's staying inside of you, especially the important fertility part for up to six months, and then... Especially in women, it can create an immune response with the formation of the placenta and all this kind of stuff. You're like, is that really the best thing for us? And do we really need it? Right. Right. Yeah. And what do we... It's interesting because there's definitely a correlation there between um, controlling animal populations. Yeah. So it's like we're, we really are doing the same thing to uh, each other. Yeah. And, you know, what's weird is actually I'm not going to make the claim on it because I don't know, but I've heard many people talk about they're saying, oh, yeah, we're at our carrying capacity for the earth. But there are many other people who say we're actually not. I mean, and by the way, if you go drive through the United States, yeah. you're like, um, There's uh, we got a lot of room. And by the way, go watch a Vsauce video where he says, if we took every human alive, all 7 billion of us, and stacked us in a pile, we would just create kind of like a big pile within the Grand Canyon. Not taking up the Grand Canyon, not wow. by any means. I mean, like, I think it's like about as tall as the Grand Canyon, wow. but it maybe takes up like a square mile. Hmm. No more than that, I don't think. Hell yeah. Whatever. It was so small. Right. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. That's yeah. not a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I've thought about this for a, a long time. I don't know 
do you kind of feel like there's a for some, for some reason anti-human sentiment in politics and in in like well how kids maybe <laughs> not well there's definitely an anti from Dolly's perspective I think there's an anti-animal sentiment <laughs> yeah to some well extent. yeah no anti-animal sentiment too yeah I, I, I get I think that Armin's saying like do you see people hating humanity more than ever of course that's why we need to uplift humanity we right now is the time to uplift humanity uh we don't want to be trapped in this matrix that we're we're ruled all our rights are taken away uh we're controlled um yeah we now is the time that humanity must uplift and i really think it's a great time to be living right now because the truth is going to come out and God and good will always be higher than evil. And that's always going to arise, rise up. And I feel like right now the vibration and the frequency of the planet is is going high where evil will not be able to exist. There's so much um, love energy, love consciousness. So I do feel we will get there. But we'll, you know, most of us will go to the fourth, fifth dimension and we'll leave this third dimension. Mm. I mean, we're already there because I'm already there. Because <laughs> I know you guys are there. So yeah, so we need to all go to that fourth, fifth dimension. If you ever come to the studio, you'll know we're there. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing in that kind of political realm today? I'd, I'd, I'd rather not, yeah. Okay. I'd rather just stick to the land of Ahimsa, yeah. Well, I feel that. What part of India were you actually born in? I may have missed that. I was born in Mumbai. Oh, wow. Um, but I was, you know, my my mom's side is from Rajkot, which is in the state of Gujarat. So I visit both places. So I'm a Gujarati. I speak Gujarati. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Could you, I know it's kind of like cliche for this, but could you maybe like give us a sample of what that sounds like? Because I don't sure, know what Sure, what do you want me to say? Marunam Doliche. That means uh, my name is Dali. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And that's something that I feel like as Americans we miss out on. We're so we're so disconnected from India. Yeah. Or even your own ancestry like a lot of and people. Our own ancestry. And it's my my children don't speak my language. That's my fault. I should have cuz my other my husband speaks a different dialect. I speak a different dialect. So in the house we're speaking English. But my husband and I sometimes speak in our language cuz now we've it's so similar. Oh. But my kids just speak in English, so I know the generation after that is just going to be, they're not going to, you know, they'll know their language. Well, I'm left out because Armin is Armenian, and he's from Sochi, Russia, and he's all connected to his thing. So. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And yeah. speaking different languages, and I'm just over here freaking speaking like a... Speaking of two languages is cool because when, when you speak like three or four or five, you start to like be like well i was like you start to like think in multiple different ways it's amazing it's It's amazing (laughs) and you know i'll tell you when i'm in nature it's like i feel like my language is one it's one with all existence oh wow that's cool yeah just when you sing to a bird or sing like uh i'm so connected with my fish on the lake the fish and the turtles and the herons and it's like they understand me i understand them it's just a great connection it's a love connection and language is just it's one are there are there any experiences that you've had in your life that have 
that are just overtly profound to you maybe like i don't know i'm not saying you have to have this but like a near-death experience or some sort of vision or a dream or anything not that's that, changed you. well I, I i think i saw god at, when i was at the lake at my house uh there was the sun was beaming but it was beaming in such a way like i started crying i got goosebumps it's like i i saw god for the first time oh, wow. yeah it was like what and i read a poem or something or i read something that uh, a person went searching for God, and when they found themselves, they found God. And I went inside, and I was just kind of researching on, like, what just happened to me there? But I felt like it was a huge awakening, a huge awakening. And many times if I put my hand in the water, um, you know, you automatically see your shadow if the sun's out. But I see another hand, too. It's like three hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you pretty. Saw three hands? Yes, I swear, but it's the it's the way the sun shines that you see the shadow, and you can see your hand on the water, and then you see your hand. So it's like three hands, oh. but I don't know. There's a lot of significance to that for me. It's just um, I just feel like I'm so connected to the universe and and all that. So yeah, those kind of things. I I feel I've. I have a high connection with nature and that kind of stuff, the universe. I want to learn more about my ancestors and uh, Mother Earth and the herbs and the healing and those kind of things. Are you familiar with the term synchronicity? Of course. Okay, good. It happens to me all the time. Yeah, us too. And let me tell you, you had Dr. Will Tuttle on your show, so let me tell you about synchronicity. So I read you know, the World Peace Diet and oh, I was like, oh, I love Dr. Will Tuttle. And I go to my tree all the time, and I'm like, you know, I, I just want to meet him. I'd love to meet him one day. And I go home, and I find out, oh, he's going to be talking at the Loving Hut in Texas that evening. I'm like, oh, what? I remember, I remember that. You actually. remember that? Yeah. So I, I'm like, I call my husband. I'm like, we got to go. Get the tickets. We got to go. And we went, and it was packed. And then my husband and I had to sit separately. So we got our meals, and we sat down. And I looked to the right of me. And there was Dr. Will Tuttle. So it was just like, God is so good. So synchronicity started happening in my life. Mm. My dominant uh, feelings and my dominant emotions were my dominant life. It it was like, whoa. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Armin and I talk all about that all the time. I mean, I feel like when you're following your heart yeah living your true self and being honest with yourself yeah the synchronicities will occur and if you're open to them they occur more yes and you know you say god for example and i'm all on board with that but we have so many people and i'm seeing it more especially like in this reddit community that i'm new to they're just anti like if you say god that's kind of a trigger word they'll be like oh my Uh, god there's no god yeah. Whereas I'm on the level of like, let's freaking say God, whatever it is. It's different. A little yeah, bit different God for is, everybody. God is universe, spirituality, God, whatever that means to you. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what I truly, what I truly think it is. Yeah, and this is why, like, I uh, I'm a little bit sympathetic to those guys. A lot of those guys are either young, like you know when it used to be cool. Like sometimes it's cool for younger okay, kids. Okay, I know to what you're be about atheists. to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a fad thing. 
when yeah. you're like young and you're figuring things out and you're questioning things you you might go through that period where you're like you know what yeah anyone who says god is a fool you know something like that mm -hmm. yes <laughs> and uh, and there's a lot of that in reddit because reddit you know what reddit is it's like it's like who's gonna go dude working adult professionals are not gonna go on reddit unless they're in it their their kids in their hearts or they're young or they're computer nerds that's reddit dude yeah a realtor a 50 year old realtor like selling houses all day they're not gonna and not all not all not all not all not all <laughs> reddit is kind of like almost like and oh man i don't want to say this because there are really great it's people an echo on reddit. chamber it can be an echo chamber and it seems maybe like for some like sort of ostracized type folks or maybe people who aren't and i'm glad that they can go there yeah there should be a place for everybody or because even for example the moderator of rice university reddit page messaged me last night mm. messaged us and he was like i was gonna take down your post uh we did a uh, a podcast with the president of rice university oh, president nice. lebron nice and i posted it in the rice university reddit page and he was like yeah, I was going to take down your post, but then I saw it was getting so many upvotes that I decided to keep it in. So if you ever have any other podcasts with Rice stuff, feel free to post it. And I was like, why are you just going to take down this post? Like, I appreciate you keeping it on, but yeah. it's quality material with the president of Rice University. Yeah. Who else has interviewed him recently? It, it's, Nobody. It's like, man, it's just, it's really not, I think it's not a big deal. It took me a, a while to realize, but it's just like a club. They want to keep it their own club. Mm, they don't yeah. want outsiders to have their willy-nilly thing going on, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. It's their club. Mm. Or I've, we've been called a new account. A like, new we've account, been kind of, like, taking yeah. hit for being a new. I'm like, what? I got to be new at some Look, point. Look, all that stuff is silly. What I wanted to ask you is, Dolly, is this, okay? Um, what is the ideal human future for you? Like, let's say 20, 30 years, what would you like humans to have accomplished? Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, um, I would like all humans to just, everybody live in harmony, everybody live their higher self, and, you know, um, no war, no, there's no evil, there's no murder, there's no rape, there's no killing. Um, you know, Dr. Rao once told me that, you know, we're known as homo sapiens, but in a land of ahimsa, the whole world will be known as homo ahimsa, oh. that we just live this, um, mm. we're caretakers of the planet instead of, you know, the opposite. And so that's, that's what I want for the future is just peace, peace on earth, peace to all. Well, that's a big one. That's yeah. yeah, do unto others as you would do That's the golden yourself. rule, yeah. yeah. But let's let's get back to it. Like, that's what I say that this, this wor beautiful word has come from India from 5,000 years ago, but we've gotten so far from it. So we need, yeah. to, we need to return home, return mm -hmm. to peace and liberty and kindness and freedom, and we need to get back to it. Can we do that if we still have money and jobs and incentives to do better than other people? And that might change. It might change. It might the money hold the money thing might change. It might be like I'm offering this service, you're offering that service. Let's exchange right. those services. Yeah. We were it, talking about that the other day. So yeah. it it might become it might become that. Who knows? Well, I think uh, I know you said Mayor has a meeting at three or something. Oh, but he's gonna he'll he'll do it. We have time because we he he has a. Phone. phone yeah 
Okay, so it's a full meeting. You're okay on time. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Um, I just wanted to show everybody the T-shirt that Dolly gave us. Yeah, baby, yeah. the land this is of Ahimsa. The land of Ahimsa T-shirt, and it's so cool. I'm actually yeah. probably definitely going to be wearing this today. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah. And so we definitely want everybody to go. Ch- when is it supposed to come out? Yeah. So you know we were working on this for so long, and of course with COVID everything got backed up. Yeah. But I just talked to my director, and I think the first copy uh, is just getting finished with the editing. I want to take a look at it. So hopefully very soon, you know, um, we'll start hiring some PR people, and hopefully now's the time to get it out into Amazon or Netflix or. It's it's very difficult, but now's the time because everybody's home. Right. Right. So Definitely I would love to Netflix. just to get it out there. I want to tour with it when I can. If you need like a band to like do music. While oh yeah, let's uh, play. Do you guys know sitar? sitar? We'll, we can we'll figure out sitar. And Indian <laughs> tabla and we'll oh yeah. We'll yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> no, yeah. but that would be very cool. We um, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that we're into. You know, like artistic heavy message just being honest about everything yeah i was wondering and you can just say no if you don't want to go there <laughs> thankfully we can edit things and uh, i have a meow that i like to use instead of a beep when there's a word i have to beep out uh, you ke- use a cute little meow oh meow okay yeah so it's gonna be fun if okay. we have to do that but this is what i was gonna ask you know like you go on a platform like we're on a we're gonna be on youtube we're gonna upload this there and we think about there's 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 like three arguments about free speech right now one well private companies should be able to tell you what you can say or what you don't say yeah and um two they shouldn't be able to do that right and three which is the side that i'm on which is that um private companies such as the biggest ones that we all use yes Mm -hmm. and government that line is kind of like getting blurry you know yeah because whoever is telling the truth is bumped off that's what i'm saying and and if you if and if you stay in that lie um look at the whole media right the entire media. Yeah. So. You know, I saw this great. I'm totally agree with that. I saw this crazy video last night, and sadly, pe- well, not sadly for me because I'm just watching everything. People are gonna be like, "Wow, it's from Fox News." I'm be like, "Get over yourself." I'm watching all of it. Right. Uh, they want to do a 9/11 commission uh, investigation on the storming of the Capitol. And what was so scary was that they went through 10 different uh, news interviews on just different networks, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, blah, 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 blah. And all these people were like, we need a 9-11 commission. We need a 9-11 commission. We need a 9-11 commission on this. I'm like, wow, so you guys are all just reading the same script. And by the way, did this look like (laughs) 9-11? These dudes were like being silly. silly. Yes, they were being silly. They weren't flying a plane into two buildings, killing like three thousand people. If I ever see a white dude yeah, storming so with like a shaman stuff, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, what is this? What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just recently, what just happened, everybody knows in in, in Washington, but 
they'll show you one side of it, but what about the other side of it? Right. You know, oh, that it God. wasn't the tea supporters. Right. It was, it was, you know who it was. And, the, but the media will keep showing that this person caused it. When this person did not cause it, if you look deeper into it. Right. I don't want to mention any names, right. but um, they rule us. They rule our mind. You know, television tells lies to your vision. Right. Get, yeah, get off the television. Yeah. Know thyself. Yes, you need to watch maybe certain channels that are telling the truth if you want to know what's going on, but basically get off the television. Yeah. Go within yourself, know thyself, and you'll know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's so crazy as, like, I don't think probably you or nobody here has like really watched television in a while okay good yeah right? i'm oh, not yeah seriously. unless it's a good documentary i don't yeah exactly well, yeah. Uh, i'm into that i love to watch yeah. good documentaries or just old comedy right. laugh laughter is good yeah. but don't get caught up in the you know oh this show and that show Prime she looks good programming and, really or the fear see right. see they want us to live in fear yeah. all the time and that's how they grab you yeah. So never live in fear. Always, you know, live in that love sp- love space. Right. Let love guide you, not fear. Mm. Yeah. See, that's what we we're trying to say, and that's we want to yeah. use the podcast, but not only we want to use our music as a platform for that. And, you know, Wednesday night we're at Axelrad, and we're gonna use that microphone on stage to broadcast this message, and we're saying, don't let a, don't let them divide us. We're gonna live through exactly. love. And we're going to live through music and exactly. art and all this kind of stuff and interpersonal communication, not not tweeting, yeah. exactly. not Twitter back and forth. Exactly. Uh, I want to say one thing really quickly because this shocked me so much. I was watching uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her most recent Zoom thing, and she's talking about white supremacy. And I get it. There are white people who think they're the best and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not... I don't think that I'm not for that, but you have to allow people to say what they're going to say. Don't hurt anybody. Don't go out of your way and hurt people physically, cause unnecessary harm, but you have to let them think what they're going to think, say what they're going to say. And that goes through every race. Every race is racist and blah, 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 blah. But she's saying we need to quadruple our funding for deprogramming camps for white supremacists. Oh, yes. I heard that. I heard what that. What does that sound like? Yeah. That sounds like some sort of weird... Um, I don't even know. Like, you got to watch the clip because it's even more. The than word deprogramming. Yeah. When exactly. you start talking about deprogramming, somebody, yeah, yeah. Why and, deprogram? And I'm gonna give and some camp. guy. Camp. I'm gonna give some guy the uh, authority to tell s- this person how not to think, how to start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. It's no. uh, Simon says. Simon says, sit down. Simon says, wear this. Right. Simon says, take this. Simon says, you know, right. we, we, we are so brainwashed and manipulated. But, uh, yeah, once you find your higher self, you, all this just goes. Right. Yeah. Seriously, and you learn to just love one another. Like, for example, you know, you're, you're not white. You're Indian. You're not a man. You're a woman. Yeah. We don't care. I mean, yeah. we appreciate you for all, yeah. all your different values and yeah. uh, attributes. But it's like, we're not even thinking about that. Because we're on a soul level. Exactly. You know? That's it. Yeah. We're going past the body. We're going past the outside image. We're on a mm. soul level mm. because we're actually all one. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
And with that, it's been an hour. That's usually our kind of time thing. Oh, that's wonderful. So if that's, that's okay wonderful. with you, um, everybody. Well, I just want to let everybody know that we have a Facebook, Land of Ahimsa. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll meet it. us on Instagram. And um, we're gonna link yeah, all can't, that stuff. Yeah. We're going to put it all in our description. Oh, oh that's so wonderful. We'll to go to it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, we're going to share it everywhere. And if you want to share it, that'd be great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's anything you want to shout out. So, of course, the movie's coming out. Watch out. Follow all the channels we're going to link. Yeah. To see when the release is and what platforms you can find the movie. I'm actually shocked that you said this is like the first documentary really of its kind. Yeah. So India, like no one's done uh, a documentary on India and veganism. Of course, there's many documentaries on India, beautiful country, but not on this topic because dairy is huge. Mm -hmm. Most of India is vegetarian, but now, of course, it's becoming more non-vegetarian with the Pizza Hut and the KFCs and the uh, all that coming in and. A lot of chicken eating going on, right. a lot of egg eating, and so all that's come. But predominantly, the Hindus and Jains believing in Ahimsa are pure vegetarians. So okay. that's my, uh, I want to educate and bring awareness that we have to get rid of the dairy. And it's really not that hard. We can just, yeah. and now even India is creating um, milks that are plant-based, you know, vegan leather. There are vegan mm. restaurants coming up. So a lot of good things are happening. Fantastic. This has been uh, episode 21. That was a great episode. The great Dale Vyasahuja. Yeah. We uh, thank you so much for coming. It was such a treat. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's truly actually an amazing episode. We will see you next time for the Houston Ensemble podcast. Remember, get an Epic Water Filter at Epic Water Filters. Houston Ensemble is the discount code. You can find it in the description. It's time to clear some stuff up up here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep the pineal gland open. Uh, yeah. See, she already knows. Yep. Okay. We'll see you next time. Namaste. See ya.